Hey, hey, mamas. It's your girl Marissa here with the official Midwest Mama podcast, a production of the only all-woman curated local publication, Midwest Mama magazine. When you tune into our all-new podcast, you can expect to hear from inspiring local women who are leading businesses, running and starting businesses, mothers and non-mothers alike. And we are here to share stories that will inspire, encourage, and empower each of us to realize our own potential. We invite you to come along with us as we hear and learn from women who are tackling big goals and big dreams, facing both familiar and unfamiliar challenges. We're going to be dropping new episodes on you at least monthly, and you can always find them for free wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can always visit us at MidwestOHMama.com. Alrighty. Hey, how are you guys? Happy New Year, mamas. It's your girl Marissa here, and we are really excited to be back uh, here with you. I hope that everyone um, had a restful holiday. I would wish everybody a, a, hopefully you had a happy holiday, but I know that sometimes the holidays can be rough, you know, so uh, all surface aside, I just, uh, I just hope everybody's been well. And I just wish well for you in this new year. And that's why we are starting the year off fresh uh, with a new podcast episode that is going to ask you a question. How are you really doing, Mama? You know, every year around this time, we, we talk about resolutions and your feed is being bombarded with Pelotons and Orange Theory fitness ads and uh, the new body bike. Maybe I'm just talking about my own. <laughs> but I feel bombarded uh, around this time of year with, you know, ads that guide us towards these superficial resolutions uh, and, and, and reinforce the standards, you know, that the world says that, that we should have. And, and what I would love for us to do today is just do like a New Year's mental health check-in for the everyday hustling mama. All of these jobs come along with demands and uh, schedules and um, stress that really can wear on us and, and affect our ability uh, to, to really realize our potential. And so, you know, I wanted to sit down and, and really dig into that, you guys. It is a new year, and yes, it's a new opportunity to make some changes in our lives and to take time to reflect so that we can move forward um, positively and maybe differently. So with that in mind, uh, we have invited an actually a very good friend of mine. Her name is Leah Steverson, and um, Leah is here uh, to talk with us about um, our mental health. She is a licensed therapist. I will let her go through her laundry list of accreditations and, and letters that uh, appear behind her name, um, but more so than all of that, she has wealth of experience in uh, working through so many issues with with women, with children, uh, in her own struggles, in her own life. Um, and I just thought that she would be a, a, a gem uh, that we could share 
uh, with you all today for our listeners. So you're in for a treat, I think, and um, and hopefully this will be the first of maybe a series of podcasts that we do around our mental health and how we can be taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our families, our businesses, and our communities, um, and really use our talents to benefit ourselves and others. So welcome, Leah. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are definitely in for a good time and a good conversation. (laughs) I'm super excited to be here. I'm honored to be here and to um, talk about how we take care of ourselves as mothers and as women. So tell us, Leah, um, tell us about Blue Sky, uh, her business, you all, and just kind of introduce us to Leah. I am, first of all, a mother and a wife. Um, My licensure is um, licensed independent social worker with supervision designation in the state of Ohio. I am the founder and owner and executive director and a mental health therapist at Blue Sky Therapeutic Services and also the founder and owner of Self Care University, which is a nonprofit organization aimed at helping people learn and practice to take care of themselves. Um, we see children, adolescents, adults, couples, families. Um, in our private practice in Woodlawn um, on Springfield Pike um, and or telehealth. We have a team of 10 licensed therapists. You can find us on all social media platforms at Blue Sky Therapeutic Services, Sky with two Ys, (laughs) named after Zyla Sky. (laughs) Or visit us online at blueskytherapy.com for more information. Whoa. It seems so simple. Um, what a thought uh, that we need to be taught how to take care of ourselves. It's, mm-hmm. it's simple but very profound because, um, you know, I don't think that there's, an, there's, there's definitely a lack of that. In, in sort of preparing for today's conversation, I was looking up some statistics, and I wanted to share some of those with you guys. So Forbes magazine recently quoted that rates of burnout, anxiety, and depression are at record levels, talking about after, you know, this is post-pandemic reality that we are all living in. And CVS Health mentioned that mothers who remained in the workforce are facing a mental health epidemic. And according to a 2022 Harris poll, uh, more working mothers have been diagnosed with anxiety and depression, 42%, uh, than the general population at less than 25%. So the pandemic absolutely impacted everyone's mental health, but the added stress for working mothers is magnified. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that, on that, Leah, you know, as, as a therapist and as a mother, um, and as someone who cares for, for women, uh, specifically, you know, what are some questions that we can ask ourselves to see where we are at with our mental health? You know, what are some quick ways for us to, to kind of dig in a little bit deeper and, and, and even to ourselves stop responding like, Oh, how you doing today, girl? Oh, I'm fine. So to take a step back, we have to assess, are we okay with asking ourselves if we're okay? A lot of times I think that we're uh, afraid of our emotions, right? What happens if I 
ask myself, am I okay? And I recognize that I'm not okay, right? How do I move forward? I, I have stuff to do. I don't have time to not <laughs> be okay, right? Right. And so then we try to suppress or push things to the side. We just, we, we have to keep it moving, right? And in a, a frantic effort to gain some control over our lives and over those vulnerable emotions that we don't want to have to to deal with, um, we, we, we move forward, but we do so and we can't understand why certain behaviors or some certain patterns um, that we don't want for ourselves and don't want for our lives uh, seem to keep Mm-hmm. reappearing mm-hmm. over and over. I can't understand why I feel this way or why I think this way or these things seem to happen to me, right? So in your quest to gain control and suppress those emotions, what happens is you actually lose control. So one, assessing, are you okay with asking yourself, are you okay? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then uh, once you do, okay, Leah, what do you do once I do assess <laughs> it and I say, okay, um, I'm not okay. Yeah. Well, then you need to give yourself permission to not be okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not be okay, right? Right? You you can't get upset with yourself for having emotions. You can't get upset that I'm upset, and and then and then think that you're going to heal or things are going to be upset or, that, or things are going to be okay, mm-hmm. right? It it keeps you stuck in this cycle in this pattern of you being upset with yourself, upset with life, disappointed failure, discouragement, all those things that we're trying so hard not to feel. Right. Right. But, but we need to feel because once you feel them, actually what that does, it gives you the space, the permission to work through those things so that you can get to the other side so that you're not always operating in this space that you don't want to be in. What are some ways that um, we can sort of take a step back when you say, okay, I want to ask myself, am I okay? <laughs> and once I've, I'm, I'm able to sort of, you know, process that question, what are some signs, you know, that I can look at in my life that are signs of anxiety or stress or burnout? You know, how, how are, you know, what are some ways that we're able to recognize those things? Some very common things that you can look for are your sleeping patterns. Are you able to sleep? Are you up at night? Um, is your sleep broken up? What is happening when you're not sleeping? Are you, are you ruminating? Um, are you overthinking? Some other things to look out for is irritability. Irritability is huge. And us with, with, with small ones, or children in general, one telltale that you are overwhelmed and and anxious um, and stressed out is you being short-tempered with your children and not on purpose Mm -hmm. not on purpose and I am not insinuating that that it equates to bad mother because it does not right (laughs) thank god (laughs) (laughs) right I'm saying the same thing over here thank god um it's just that your children are some of your your safe people in your life is typically our spouse and our children right and when you've had a long day whether that's been out in the field working or in the home working trying to work from home with the kids home um, whatever it may be and so you come home 
and you're short with your children. And then you feel so bad that I was short with my children. And then you feel like a bad mother. And there goes that cycle again. Yeah. yeah. And there goes that cycle again. Sometimes we talk about self-care and mental health like being a very personal thing. And Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And it is. But, and we can't be our best selves, you know, to our children and our our family and our community and all that if we're not our best selves, right? We can't offer our best. Mm -hmm. But what does it look like for it to affect the next generation? Mm -hmm. You know, you think it's about us, but... Mm -hmm. It's actually, you know, it's about them. It really is. And so it kind of adds an extra level of responsibility Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on my shoulders as a mother to try and model what it looks like to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We so often, when we're stressed and overwhelmed, which is almost always going to lead to some anxiety, right? When we're anxious, we, not on purpose, but we teach our children to be anxious, Mm. right? Our children move slow. They are exploring the world. They are learning new things. They are discovering new things about the world around them and themselves, right? And so when it's, you know, morning and it's time for school and work and we are stressed and overwhelmed trying to get everything together and everybody at the house and little Johnny is just tying his shoes oh so slowly right (laughs) Right. and you're like come on Johnny we don't have time for this again you're not a bad mother if you rush your kids in the morning you're not right but again thank god (laughs) the echoing of me like Everly doesn't even know how to tie her shoes and I'm like not even about to teach her because I'm like we need zippers because I didn't got no time on that mama literally my cousin the other day we were, we were talking about tying shoes and she said i don't even buy journey any type of shoes that have laces because i don't have time for that yeah she had the exact same line and you all are cities away from each other mm-hmm. with two different lives right. right so it just shows the commonality of the thoughts that we have so yeah so what are some things that that we might be doing that lead to the mental stress and some of the anxiety that that each of us experience and and what are some things that we could do to avoid that or try to do differently to help encourage a more positive, a more more healthy mental state? So one thing I teach my clients to do is to separate facts and feelings, right? You might feel like I'm a bad parent, I'm a bad mother, but the fact is I get up every single morning and I make sure that my children are taken care of and all of their needs are met. Um, I make sacrifices each and every day. Um, for my children, you are a good mother. Mm. You are a good mother. You may not mm. feel like that at this moment, but also recognizing that as important as it is to acknowledge our feelings, our feelings are are temporary. Mm. Right? Right. But the facts are the facts. And the fact is that you are a good mother. So, you know, Leah, it might sound cliche and it kind of gets on my nerves sometimes when, you know, people are like, Women worry so much. Like, you guys are such worriers. Women have anxiety. Well, <laughs> it often feels like we are are definitely juggling a lot more balls sometimes than the men. Haha, <laughs> how's that possible? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't even mean for that joke to come out, you guys. The zing. I need like a butt chink on this thing. Um, but we, we are. And because of that, 
we do have a tendency, or at least I do, I will stop speaking for everyone else. I don't know you all very well out there. But for me, I do have a tendency to worry. I have a tendency to, I guess, over overthink things. And, and a term that I recently learned, Leah, that you actually uh, taught me is, is this concept of catastrophizing. And I'm like, man, oh my gosh, I think I do that. And just the way that it can be damaging to just your ability to be hopeful about the future when that is your pattern. So Leah, help explain that. Unpack, first of all, what is that word? Because like I said, I didn't even know what it meant. What's the concept of catastrophizing? Give us an example of that. And and how have you and how do you help your clients sort of control the run, the runoff of our minds? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, it's not just you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is myself as well. And I've just had to learn how to manage that. And it's not just you and I. Most of us women do catastrophize on a daily basis, right? <laughs> so with Multiple that, times, maybe. Multiple times. So what that might look like is, oh, my gosh, I fed my child macaroni and cheese four times this week. She's going to grow up and be obese, and the kids are going to make fun of her in school, and her self-esteem is going to plummet, and she's not going to be able to ever get a job because she doesn't have any confidence to go into an interview, and then she's going to be homeless, and she's going to be living with me forever. Oh, no. And it's going to be all my fault because I gave her macaroni and cheese four times this week. Yeah, okay. I I feel you. I understand the catastrophizing of that. It's going to to the darkest... The, the most ridiculous place sometimes, yes. you know, but I think in the moment, I don't know if I'm realizing that these thoughts them having are actually pretty ridiculous. Yes. So what I'm going to say is, and I'm always going to say this, stop, take a breath and really think about it. How likely is it for that to actually happen? It's crazy how far we let our minds run though. Sometimes yes. they literally yes. can run away. Let's be super practical right now because yes. I've just said I've only commented <laughs> on the two times where I was like, oh, oh <laughs> but there's many more moments. Um, so like what are some coping mechanisms that we can use when we're feeling that that anxiousness mm-hmm. creeping in when Ooh. I feel that run, when I feel that rush in my own, you know, spirit, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term? How do I catch myself when I feel that way in the moment it's so simple but take a deep breath and I mean that quite literally right so there's a breathing technique we call it four seven eight you breathe in through your nose for four you hold it for seven and you breathe out through your mouth for eight seconds right And what that is doing is that is activating your parasympathetic nervous system. That is the rest and digest system, right? So I'm sure you're probably familiar with, you know, fight or flight, right? That is is our sympathetic nervous system, right? And what that does is that, that, that sends signals from your brain to your body through what's called the vagus nerve to say things are okay. You're safe. It's fine. We're okay. Right. And then also giving yourself that those few seconds to breathe, you have time to think. Right. So take a deep breath and in a more practical way to learn how to take these deep breaths um, and make this voluntary practice into an involuntary um, uh, 
body response. Response, yes. Yes. Um, is to practice it in the car or mm. in the shower, something that you, you're going to do, you know you're going to do each and every day, right? Um, that's how I learned. I really learned how to breathe. And it's amazing what learning how to breathe can do um, for you. Yeah, yeah. I bet you have some links to um, to some place that our listeners could find uh, those breathing techniques. So we'll make sure that um, we find them and make sure that they're uh, listed below yes. uh, in the podcast details. This episode is brought to you by Josie James, a unique, stylish, and eco-friendly party goods brand. Everybody loves a great party, especially our kids. Take your next celebration up a notch with Josie James specialty party decor themes like London, Groovy, Safari, or even Fairies. You'll also find simple florals and colors to truly match any theme you've dreamed up. Or do what I do and take the guesswork out of planning altogether with one of Josie James' convenient party packs with everything you'll need to throw a bomb bash. Josie James is made by mamas whose goal is to help us create awesome memories for our families while taking it easy on ourselves and our planet. Be sure to visit josiejames.com before your next party and use code MidwestMama for a special 10% discount off your purchase. Wow. josiejames.com. Like, just the, the idea that our breathing is so explicitly connected to how we're feeling and how we are, you know, pulling oxygen into our brains and how, you know, this can actually activate, what is the, the nerve or what is it? Vagus nerve. The vagus nerve in our body. So this vagus nerve, what are some other ways other than uh, the, what do you call it, the box breathing mm-hmm. um, can, it can sort of help us activate that? So some other things that you can do is simply splash some cold water onto your face to take a brisk walk outside. If you have the time and opportunity, um, you can pick up your phone, go to YouTube and turn on some bilateral music, which is composed specifically to calm your nervous system. Bilateral music. Yes. Duly noted. Um, Doing a puzzle or a, a coloring game on your phone, something simple, um, taking a shower, doing a dance party, right? So just turn <laughs> on some music and then just, you know, especially if you're by yourself, yeah. just act like nobody's watching and just do your best moves for, <laughs> for, for a few seconds. Mm. Okay, whatever it is that you can do to kind of get yourself out of your your mind um, and into um, the here and now. Yeah, focusing on the moment. Yes. The, the what's real. Yes. To your point. Yes. The reality. Exactly. Learn how to shift perspectives. Learn how to think about this in a different way. Ask yourself, how can I think about this in a way that causes me the least amount of stress, right? And I'm always going to go back to facts and feelings as well, right? So the fact is a child is not going to become obese over a week span because you gave them macaroni and cheese four days. Mm-hmm. Or right? even throughout their childhood. Or I mean, even throughout I'm, their childhood. I, I mean, if it, you know. I ate a lot of craft macaroni and cheese, you guys. A lot of craft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Right. So when you learn to shift perspectives and think about things differently, um, it makes things a little more um, realistic, one, and easier to swallow, to deal with even day to day things. Right. Um, And we talk about managing stress, too. So instead of I have to use the term I get to, Mm. I have to work all day, Hmm. you know, even for myself. 
um, as a business owner and entrepreneur and mother and wife, you know, if I say, I have to go pick up my child, mm. I have to go to this meeting, I have to do this session, it feels very differently when I say I get to. Yeah. I get to go pick up my child. I get to sit with this person and be in this space space with her, right? I get to go home and cook dinner for my family. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Yeah. Oh, I get to. I get to make dinner tonight for my family because I have a family and exactly. I have power in my house exactly. and I have food to yes. eat. Um, so, yeah, I think um, you mentioned um, also um, about practicing gratitude. Yes. Um, and I feel like that's a, a similar it's a similar concept, yes. you know, looking at the things in our life that might be stressful but what are we stressing for Mm -hmm. and and most likely you're stressing for something that's amazing absolutely and so focusing on the amazing part versus the challenging parts in the day-to-day um i think it can rob us of our ability to to be joyful yes and the things that we're blessed with yes joy and happiness are choices you all Life is going to life us all, okay? Things are going to happen. Plans are not going to go um, the way that you wanted them to. But I promise you, if you take the time to take a step back and to be grateful and to learn, again, how to shift perspectives, then you you start to look at things differently. And then your perception of your life looks different, right? Um, even when we talk about, again, paying bills, it's like, oh, my gosh, I got to pay this bill. I got to buy groceries. That just means that you have lights, mm-hmm. that you have water, that you have a home to come to, right? Um, a practical um, example is going to the grocery store. So I used to go to the grocery store and, you know, at the cashier, you know, $250. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe the groceries are this high. I stopped doing that, right? So now when I go to the grocery store and I get to the counter and it's that much, I just say, you know what, I'm grateful that I had the money to feed my family. Um, some practical things that I do on a daily basis to take care of myself personally Um, About a year ago, I started doing these self-care sessions for myself in the morning. And these sessions can look like five minutes or it can look like an hour. But when I wake up, I make it my business to, first of all, thank God and the universe uh, for the new day, right? Ask for guidance. Breathe, of course. Stretch. Drink some tea or some water. And then listen or read something that's encouraging and positive. In addition to this, I try to do what I call a gratitude audit, which is to think of a few things that I am grateful for, right? A lot of these things can be done simultaneously. I often do it in the shower. Mm. Uh, I take what's called a mindful shower. So that just means being present in that moment. So feeling the droplets of hot water hit your body and taking deep breaths and in that time I can you know listen so I have my um, Bluetooth speaker going with something positive Um, I can say a prayer I can think of the things that I'm grateful for um, and I can get out take two minutes to stretch before I lotion up and drink my tea and go about my day but what that does is allows me to start the day grounded Mm. and at peace Mm -hmm. instead of waking up going to my phone 
looking at social media, please you all. Yeah. It's like waking up to somebody else's spouse hmm. before you even get a chance to assess what you're thinking about or how you're feeling. So then you allow somebody else to set the tone for your day. Ah. Uh. Right. Encouraging right. for you. Um, and then throughout the day, I try to make good decisions. And I don't beat myself up if I decide to eat a cookie <laughs> instead of a piece of fruit, say, for lunch. Um, I try my best to make good decisions as far as what I put into my body. And the most important thing for me is to take moments. Right. So a lot of time people say, I don't have time to take care of myself. You might not have a, you know, a block of time, but you have moments. You can take 60 seconds to Hmm. sit there and to breathe and to just kind of ground yourself and ask yourself, how are you feeling? Can you go on with what you're doing right now? Or do you need to if 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 time and circumstances permit to take take a a second? Yeah. To take a break. Right. Because we oftentimes are so anxious and we have so much to do. We don't give ourselves permission to stop. So sounds like a morning self-care routine um, is something that has been helpful for you mm-hmm. and maybe some of your clients. I imagine you've told people, yes. um, you know, how to start practicing that. But talk to us about the moments of our lives <laughs> where it's not the wee hours of the morning mm-hmm. and quiet where we have, like you said, starting our day grounded, but at least we can we're starting from a point of, of, of maybe waking. What about when I walk in the door mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm. my husband walks in the door and it's, you know, it's six o'clock and the sink has got dishes in it and there's no dinner made and, you know, we're snarky with one another. And what about those day-to-day moments? What are some things that, that we can do to catch ourselves in the hustle and bustle of life? Hmm. So I'm going to go back to take a moment for yourself ask for help right um in my home we have something called mommy daddy zai zai time Hmm. that means that zylish again she's four years old she knows that she's going to go to her safe space which is usually her room you know daddy's going to go to his space and mommy's going to go to her separate space and we're going to take that time to do whatever it is that we need to do to get ourselves together. And so you do that when you get home. Yes. Because everybody needs some alone time, you guys. And even our children. Even our children. Yeah. They very much so need that alone time. Um, and that helps them to learn how to regulate their own emotions. And so I just encourage you to ask for help, not to be ashamed to ask for help when you need it, and to give yourself, your spouse, and your children some space before you come back together yeah yeah and I think um the asking for help is uh is pretty profound and I think we're not just talking about asking for help as in like oh you need to go make a therapy session with Leah I'm saying this is something personally for me (laughs) um I have learned that um I can't expect for my husband to help me with the dishes let's talk about you know, mm. marriage and dishes, y'all. Mm. I mean, tale is old, a tale is old as time, <laughs> <laughs> you guys. But it's a thing. It's a thing, it and it's a thing in my thing. house, and it's definitely been a point of contention um, for us. And what I had to learn um, was to stop feeling contempt 
when I've not been helped with something that I haven't even asked help mm, with. That part. I hadn't been asking him because it was like, I should have to ask, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? I know you guys are mm-hmm. all saying that mm-hmm. you said it for me. I can hear you all out there. I shouldn't have to ask. Mm-hmm. You should just do, right? Because, right? Like, we all live here, everybody, you know? But we don't op- all operate in the same way. Mm-mm. And for me to be able to humble myself and say, I need help with this. This is going to be, you know, something that lessens my stress. So I need your help with it. And that's very different than barking at, you know, your husband that he never helps you with the dishes, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't always get it right, guys. He still does not do the dishes very much. <laughs> but on those days when I'm frustrated and they're high, I ask. And he does it with no question. And it and it's not and me not being in the space of thinking that he's, you know, like you were saying, like, stop taking everything so personally. He's yeah. not trying to yeah. wound me mortally because he's not doing the dishes, right. you know. Right. And I, w- I want to go back. Right. So after asking for help, it's really important, this piece is to then allow them to help them the way that, that they operate. Oh, man. Okay? So we can't be control freaks and I want you to help me, but I want you to do it exactly the way that I would do it. Oh, man. Right? So my husband drives me crazy because he will he, he will he will load the dishwasher, but we always go f- back and forth from that Cascade commercial when they say that you don't have to rinse the dishes. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Sir, you cannot put this whole pan of lasagna... <laughs> In the dishwasher. Okay. (laughs) Doesn't work like that. But I had to learn, and that's just one example, but even the bedroom, the bedtime routine, how do we put Zai to sleep? If I ask him to put Zai to sleep, I had to let him do it the way that he sees fit. I can't get upset because I asked him to do something and then he doesn't do it exactly the way that I want him to do it. Yes. Oh, man, are we all all not guilty of that? Yes. 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 Me included. Oh, yeah. So this is absolutely a a learning curve. Mm Mm-hmm in our marriage and in our relationship. Um, And so, yes, yes, asking for help, whether that means taking the step of asking for um, the ability to talk with someone professionally or just use your friends, you guys. Use your friends. Um, Lee and I were talking a little bit earlier about, um, she used that term safe space Mm -hmm. for for Zyla. And I think that our safe spaces can be physical spaces. But... But I think that each of us as human beings, whether we're children or we are grown adults, we need safe people. Mm-hmm. We need safe people in yeah. our lives. Yeah. And so talk about the importance of safe people and safe relationships. Uh, to your point that you have people around you outside of your spouse and even outside of your home who you can lean on and who you can talk to because you can't always talk to you know, the people in your home about how you're feeling and the things that you're going through, right? So to have uh, that support, a, a women's group, and if it, it doesn't even need to be a whole group. It could just be that one person that you can call and say, girl, I just had a really hard day, and maybe it is that everybody in my house is getting on my nerves. I just need to vent for a second. I, just, I really need to talk about that. And it's not even that you're necessarily looking for an answer or looking for a fix. You just need a space, a opportunity to get it out be heard yes Mm -hmm. to be heard Mm -hmm. um because that helps us process absolutely yeah absolutely 
and, and, and one of those things uh, we talk about anxiety and overthinking if you don't get it out somehow right so we talk about um, in, in therapy if you're not going to journal because everybody doesn't like to write and journal most people though these days do have social media and, are, and know how to pull out their phone and get on the camera you can record yourself actually talking talking it out with yourself huh. and that can just be for you you know um, that's like an audio diary um, but there's so many ways for you to kind of get it out. So that's when we talk about exercising. We're not just talking about for your physical health. That's also for your mental and spiritual health as well. Um, so just making sure that you have a support system, people in your life who you can talk to. And if you don't have a person physically, it's a whole, there's a whole online world I know the kids these days I say who's your friends and they tell me their friends and like okay wh where'd you meet them at you know back in the day at school or in the neighborhood and now there's like oh she lives in in China and <laughs> yeah <laughs> right we talk five times a day yeah. and I'm like well okay that's yeah. cool and a lot of times they find their circle online mm -hmm. yeah well I do I encourage um, all of us to take a take a second and pause and think about who who is that who is your safe person who are your safe people what are the safe relationships in your life if if that's a hard question for you to answer then please listen to what 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 Leah is saying I think women especially we we use the, the term friend, we throw it around, right? You need your friends. Um, but I think that many of us have a lot of relationships that live in the acquaintance zone. Um, and that's not to mean that those relationships are unimportant or that they don't fulfill some of our needs um, and that we don't, our acquaintance doesn't fulfill others' needs. But when it comes to that safe, space that Leah is talking about, those safe relationships, far too often we're left with, you know, thousands of Instagram followers and no one that we can pick up the phone and call at two o'clock in the morning. And so I just, I just encourage all of us to evaluate the relationships in your life, find your safe space. And if you don't have safe relationships, build them, open yourself up, be vulnerable. Um, Ask real questions of your of your acquaintance slash friends, or if you are friends, ask them genuinely how they are doing, and do not accept "I'm fine" as an answer. Yes, Leo, preach! I feel like you've been preaching to me today. <laughs> oh, you guys used to see she's a hand talker too. We need to start <laughs> videoing these things because you guys would love, you know, how animated Leah is when she is when she has taken us to school because that's that is that is what I feel like today um and this is exactly what I was was sort of hoping for and speaking with you because I think far too often we uh, you know as I said at, at the beginning of the show you know we 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 talk about mental health it definitely has much more of a platform um there's not as much shame around it however let's be very honest there is still so much um that that as human beings, we feel like we need to be ashamed of and that we, that we try to hide. And women, I think, um, especially, 
Well, first of all, understand that you don't have to suffer alone. I think that a lot of time people feel like I'm the only one going through this, and I guarantee you that you are not, right? So asking for help and not being ashamed to ask for help. We all need help sometimes, and it actually is a power to be able to ask for help, to receive it, and then to take what you need so that you can come back better and stronger. Man, Leah, whew. I feel like um, this has been such a needed uh, episode. Uh, we don't, you know, mental health, yes, it's being talked about more. I love that there are new ways for us to connect, you know, with with mental health professionals, whether that's like new platforms like BetterHelp. People are recognizing more um, the value of caring for themselves mentally and physically. Um, and I, I just hope that, you know, I don't know who needed to hear this today, but you're worthy um, and you have something to offer. You are unique. And if you need to talk to someone, uh, there is their support. By the way, the, most mothers, I'm going to say all of the mothers that I've had as clients at some point asked me again that question, am I a good mother? If you're thinking about am I a good mother, you're a good mother. Okay? Just want to put that out there. If you're thinking about am I a good mother, you're probably a good mother. Mm. Facts and feelings. Facts mm. and feelings, guys. Okay? I love it. Facts and feelings. Facts and feelings. Facts and feelings. Facts and feelings. Leah, you have absolutely... Um, bless me today in coming to speak with us. I hope that um, some of the things that, that we've talked about today have been helpful to you, our listeners. Um, we encourage you to share this podcast if there's someone out there that you think needs to hear this. And ultimately, we, we encourage you to, to love yourself well this year. If there's one thing that you can take away from our first podcast this year, Mama, is that you're worthy, you, you are going to fail, but you are also going to fly, especially when you believe that you can and you give yourself the space to do that. Um, so thank you again, Leah, for being here. I think we will definitely have her back. There's such rich conversation that we can have um, in this space. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, again, you guys, happy new year. I hope that uh, you have been inspired uh, by this episode and that you are going to do that mental health check-in. How are you really doing, Mama? And take some steps to, to you know, if that answer is not great, Let's think about ways that we can turn that around. We are going to be coming back at you soon with another episode. Um, We're going to be talking with Emma Schmidt. She is the owner of Emma Schmidt and Associates. And we're going to stick with this theme that we're on um, about therapy. And so we're going to dig into some rich conversation with her around how we can continue to shed the shame like we need to talk about what our relationships look like especially the intimacy right um and i'm really looking forward to it and i hope you guys will come back and join us soon Alrighty, guys i am glad to be back with you and i hope to see you all again soon until then go out there and get it mama